I first got out of the Army, I went straight to, the, to Mexico to the mission fields. And uh, I, I spent time with a missionary named Wayne Myers. Wayne's 100 years old this year, still preaching. And I ran into a lifestyle that absolutely pricked my heart, grabbed hold of me. I saw a, a man that was living to give. I mean, he, he, was, he was living his life on planet Earth with the purpose of blessing somebody, lifting somebody, embracing somebody. And I saw that. I said, ah, this is it. I, this is the, I'm, I'm embracing this. And I right there made a vow to God and to myself. And I said, this is how I will live the rest of my life, living to give because it's the very nature of God. So I want to encourage you to hook up with that same lifestyle of giving. I mean, embrace it, living to give. And you can give to your local church. You can give to other ministries. I've partnered with ministries since around the world since I was a teenager. And I tell you, God's blessed me for it. I wouldn't trade it. You can also partner with us. We're always happy to embrace partners. We pray for them every day. But as long as you hook up with that concept, that lifestyle of God, living to give, then it'll be a blessing to others and it'll certainly be a blessing to you. So all of heaven is watching the earth all the time, looking for a man or a woman that's going to use the Word of God, that's going to speak the Word of God, that's going to move on the Word of God. And when they do, heaven moves. God bless you and welcome today to More Than Conquerors program. We are thrilled you are here and we are so thankful you've given us the opportunity to speak with you and share these wonderful things that um, in the our combined information <laughs> that we have gathered now in over a hundred years of, of uh, learning and living, being in the ministry and sharing the Word of God to help people. Terry specifically has been 55 years in third world missionary evangelism, traveling around the world, proving the principles that we've been talking about, living to give. Yes. And yes, my yes. goodness a, gracious. That's the nature of God. Yeah. Well, how would you go to the world and be poor and sick? Sure. <laughs> I mean, that's just not going to be a good <coughs> testimony sure. anywhere no, you right. go. That's right. You know, so you've got to and, have and that. And that's been the church's idea for, for centuries. You know, exactly. the missionaries go and and they get sick and die, you know. And I always said, I, I don't see the point. Right. Why would Why would God kill his missionaries? Why would a general kill his troops? That right. doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. It's not an intelligent thought to think that here is the God of the universe that created everything we see, hear, feel, taste, and smell. His nature is abundance. Mm -hmm. His heart is always God is love. Yes. To the human race. And that if God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, exactly. that whosoever would simply believe on him would not perish, but have everlasting life. I mean, if, if God's going to just so opulently give and share all yes, of that, yes. you know, why would he ask us to be poor and sick sure. and then try to go and tell other people about sure. him? That does it, not you know, Renee, when I, when I went on my very first missionary trip to Panama, I was 18 years old and I lived in the jungle, as you know, right. 
with an Indian tribe that didn't wear clothes, and we had to hunt for our food. <laughs> and uh, and I got sick. I, I got I got yellow fever. Yes, you did. Uh, I had a blood disease with sores all over my body. They were in pus and blood. Yeah. I had dysentery for three months. Uh, the the military later told me I had tuberculosis. I never knew I had tuberculosis. But well, when I was in the army, they called me in one day and said, "My, was reported to the infirmary." And I went to the infirmary, and they chewed me sick. out. They said, "Why didn't you tell us you had in, in tuberculosis?" I said, "Because I don't." And they said, "Well, you have had." I said, "No, I haven't." They said, "Yes, you have. We have the X-rays that we took of you. We see the scars on your lungs goodness, where you Terry. had tuberculosis." So you my know, the goodness. devil was trying to take me out. Yeah, right. And my point of even bringing that up is, look at all the things God's used us to do in those fifty-five years. That was nineteen sixty-eight. Yeah. What if I'd have died then? Yeah, right. God's missionary. Everybody said, "Well, Terry went down there just eighteen years old, loved God with all his heart, and God took him." What good would I have done for the kingdom? Yeah. What good would I have done for people? None. Look at that fifty-five None. years. The people we've gotten saved, filled with the Holy Ghost. Blind eyes open, deaf ears unstopped, cripples walk, devils cast out, look, the orphans fed, the widows taken care of. <laughs> look what God's used us to do. That's right. And if we'd have died, if I'd have died when I was eighteen, that wouldn't have gotten done. And yet the church would have thought it was great. No, that's right. Religion would have applauded that exactly. human sacrifice it, 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 of, of you, sorts. You know, there. decades and decades ago, I, I preached at a pretty well-known missionary school, training mm -hmm. school, down on the valley of Texas, down the border. Yeah. And uh, they had just had a missionary couple killed in Mexico with a car wreck. Oh, my. Came around the corner, truck hit them, killed them. Right. And so while I was there teaching all week to those students, I said, I have really got a grudge against the devil for killing missionaries. I said, I'm fed up with it. I said, we have got to start praying for our missionaries Train them, teaching them, and that's the right and way it, to feel. And it made that's them the right. so mad. The administration, Isn't that something? They got so mad at me. They were horrified that I would say that. I mean, they they never invited me back again. Told me they were done with me because they they taught those missionary students you're going to go down there and die for Jesus. And when I said no, you go live for Jesus. You know, the, the old Spartan. Well, it's harder the old, to stay the, alive than it is the old Spartacus <laughs> or Spartan. Uh, uh, slogan was come back with your shield or on it. Yeah. And I always said, no, 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 don't come back on it. Just come back with it. Yeah. Right. Because you know, they said either come back with your shield or die fighting and come back on your shield. Well, and I said, no, 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 don't don't come back on it. Just just come back with it. And uh, and yet people that want to die for Jesus. Right. And, and I was willing to do it. You know, sure. I still am today. I mean, if he wants sure. me to die for him, I mean, I can do that. Sure. But I don't see the point. You know, yeah. and so uh, the church has just been so wrong in so many areas for so many years. And the devil sold in that bill of goods that, he, that, you, that God Hell's wants you happy sick. about that. God yeah. wants you sick and God wants you poor. Well, that keeps the missionaries from able being able to do the job that God's anointed them and equipped them to right. do. Right. If the devil can kill them off or get them support they can't eat or, or they have to come off the field, then they'll never be a threat to his kingdom. They'll never be a threat to hell. No, that's right. And we've got to get people's mindset changed. Yes. And that's why I preach living to give so much, because we're givers, we're blessers. And when you give, God's going to bless you. And that's the the theme, really, of the New Testament over like in Second Corinthians 9, which we hadn't mentioned now, oh, yeah. is that um, God is unwilling to exactly. do without. to do without cheerful giving. I mean, think about that. God is unwilling. If he finds somebody that will give, 
if he finds somebody that is happy to give, mm -hmm. if he finds somebody that is quick to give, mm -hmm. it says he is unwilling to do without yeah. a cheerful, joyous, yeah. prompt to do it, giving to do it. whose heart is in their giving is in their giving. That means somebody that's living to give exactly. somebody that exactly. can hardly wait to give somebody that has a mindset. If I give this, I can serve these people and I can bless them and they'll exactly. have what they need. I mean, that's the whole mindset of a giver. And, you know, I've talked for decades and decades that, there's, that all over the world. I've traveled all over the world. I've talked to all kinds of people, all kind of ethnic groups, all kind of languages, all kind of customs, rich people, poor people, jungle people, city people, all kinds of people. And and they're all just the same. And I call it the five basic needs of man. Right. If you're going to live on planet Earth, whether you're yeah. going to live in Texas or New York, whether you're going to live in Africa or India right. or Australia or New Zealand, it just doesn't matter where you live. No, it doesn't. If you're going to live on planet Earth, you're going to have to have a, a, a food food on your table. Yes. Roof over your head, clothes on it's your back. back. You're going to have to have a healthy body uh -huh. and you're going to have to take care of your family. The Bible All says right. if you don't take care of your family, you're worse than an infidel. So, so those five things... Uh, God's going to require of you, and you have to have it to be, to live on planet Earth. That's right. You know, and if you Everybody don't, if does. any of those five things get messed up, you're in trouble. That's right. If you don't have food, you're in trouble. If you don't have a roof over your head, you're in trouble. Right. If you don't have clothes on your back, you're in trouble. If you can't take care of your family, you're in trouble. If you don't have a healthy body, you're in trouble. Right. And so the devil tries to see to it that you're sick and poor. Yeah. I call that doctrines of devils. Right. And then God tries to see to it that you're you're prosperous and healthy. Right. And yet the church wants to fight that and call us prosperity preachers and right. you know and all this kind of stuff. And, and you know I've just always said you know to make it real simple you just need to know where your greeds end and your needs begin. No, oh, that's right. You know. Well, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, yeah. and the pride of life is it's not a big psychotic. Uh, you know, evaluation. You know, you I, know. I, can, I can go down at the mall and walk all the way through the mall, any city in the world. I can walk all the way through the mall, one end to the other, <laughs> and just be amazed at all the stuff they have in there I don't need. Yeah, right. And yet all of it talks to me. And it right. says, buy me, buy me. As I'm walking yeah. down, the, buy me, buy five of me, buy, buy a red one, a green one, a purple one, buy, buy me. Yeah. But, but, you know, I don't need that stuff. Well, it's like Brother Osteen, we've talked about so many times. He would always tell the <laughs> yeah. congregation, he said, you don't need everything your beady little eyes see, yeah, you yeah, know. That's right. And yet, Terry, look at this. Just think about this. We have. A, and and I God mean, doesn't it, mind you having things. No, he, he just does doesn't not. want things to he have does you. Not. The, the, the amazing thing that the devil has done to this generation is because of an unclean spirit, because of the fear, because of the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes of these kind of things. We have an epidemic of mental illness and homelessness. Oh, absolutely. And in, in America. Absolutely. Of all places absolutely. that we never thought we'd see this kind. Of, I mean, you used to, you had a little bit of that coming along in during the Great Depression mm -hmm. with ho, what they call hobos, mm -hmm. you know. Right. And and there was a, a tiny tiny fraction of people like that mm -hmm. in this country. Well, ever since we've had the 60s, the 70s, they've been called different names. But the hippies wanted to live out of their vans. Sure. But, <laughs> but you know what, Renee? It's even all in, an unclean spirit. Even in, yes, even in the Great Depression and things like that, there's still all these testimonies of Christians that paid their tithes. Paid their tithes. That just went like on. Like my grandmother. You know, my grandparents. You know, yeah. my, my grandparents fed other, other family members. Your grandparents fed other family yeah. members. You know? Because it's a mindset. <laughs> It's a mindset. If we obey God, the blessing of the Lord will be there and we'll be able to help people. Exactly. I mean, it's a mindset. 
And why would somebody, and yet they do, in our generation, want to fight against a message that preaches prosperity and health. Exactly. And preaches sharing and giving, multiplication and addition. Yes. They will fight for the right, as one great minister friend of ours said, fight for the right to tribulate, yeah, yeah. to do without, well, to laud, laud poverty and lack as though it were a badge of honor. And people have always come to those of us that preach healing and prosperity or blessing or increase or abundance or whatever. Uh, and they've come to me for decades to do it. They've done it to other friends of mine. Say, why do you faith preachers, why do you preachers always have to preach on, on faith and healing and prosperity? Yeah. And and, I, and I've said so many times, what do you want us to preach on? Yeah. You want us to preach on poverty? How naive can you possibly you want, be? You want us to do a seminar, a three-day yeah. seminar on how to be poor? Right. I think we know how to be poor. You want to do a three-day seminar on how to be sick? I think we know how to be sick. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's just amazing that, that they say something right. as dumb as that. Right. Why do you all have to preach on prosperity? Well, you mean preach on poverty? Why do you have to preach on healing? You mean preach on sickness? Here's how to have cancer. I think we know how to do that. Oh, isn't that the truth? We've got to take the word and go with what God says and go with God's blessing, exactly. God's increase. You know, you know, Jackie, of course, Jackie's in heaven today, but uh, Jackie was my wife. And you were great, great, great friends. You know this story. You, you right. were there the whole time. And uh, when I met Jackie, she had a thing about diamonds. Right. <laughs> she was just a little teenage girl, but she had a thing oh, about yeah. diamonds. She, right. I mean, she liked that Marilyn Monroe movie, Diamonds yeah, Are a Girl's, girl's Best, best Friend. friend. <laughs> and she believed in that whole hog, that, that diamonds are a girl's best friend. Right. And so when we got engaged, then I bought her a, a, an engagement ring, a diamond engagement ring. It wasn't big. It, I don't know, maybe maybe it was a quarter carat. I'm sure it wasn't a half. I don't remember all those years right. ago, but right. it wasn't big. It's pretty little diamond, nice little right. diamond. But, you know, for 1960, what, nine, eight, 1968, 1967, yeah. when we got engaged, yeah. I guess. And, uh, and it was nice. And she loved it. Thought it was wonderful, yeah. marvelous. Never had a diamond before. It was the first one she ever had. And uh, one year we were living in Mexico as missionaries, and we came up to Houston to Brother Osteen's Lakewood Church uh, Missionary Convention. Yes. And and you know back in those days we didn't hardly have any money at all. We had no bank account, no credit cards, nothing. And so if on the way to church every night at Brother Osteen's. Um, we knew he'd be taking up several offerings per service, <laughs> especially at a missionary convention, because yeah, he's going to take, take, a, he's gonna take up an offering for this missionary, for this missionary, right. for this need, this need. So if we had a big bill, <laughs> like a five, <laughs> per chance a 10, oh my goodness, a 20. Yeah. We, uh, every night we'd stop at the corner store and, and change that into ones because we wanted to give in every offering. We didn't want to miss one. And so we'd go to church and he'd take up an offering. We'd give a dollar in that one and they'll give two dollars in this one and, you know, two dollars in this one. And then we're out and, and God would supply more the next day. I mean, we didn't have any money. We didn't have any. Yeah. I mean, God just have people hand us money. And so one particular night we were there in the service and uh, we had given everything away. We didn't have any money at all. No, we didn't have money to get home on. We And again, no credit cards. No. I mean, this is it. We're done. We're empty. Yeah. And uh, and so Brother Osteen called a, a gentleman up from another country, from mm -hmm. a European country, and started taking him an offering. Yeah, this would have been 74. Yeah, 74, 75, mm -hmm. 74. Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't care for this gentleman. He wasn't 
what you and I would call word of faith, like we were and still are. Uh, And he's kind of a whiner and a crier and begging and pleading. And and so he'd come to America all the time and just go around (laughs) begging for money. And churches would give him money. No, churches give him lots of money. And then he'd go home, you know. And so, so uh, Bernie Davis and I, this is 75, was Bernie Davis and I had just come back from Honduras. We had a marvelous crusade. Right. I mean, 25,000 people in the crowd. We had more blind eyes open. You could count more deaf ears you could, well, than you could count. People would run to the platform saying, I can see, I can see, I can hear, I can hear. I jerked a guy out of a wheelchair, hadn't been up in 30 years. I jerked another guy off his deathbed. You know, they'd carried him in on a bed. He's screaming in pain because he had cancer of the bone. And, uh, and I jerked him off that. And I mean, he ran around completely healed. The wheelchair guy ran around completely healed. We had miracle. I mean, it was heaven bent low and kissed the earth. And we got caught right <laughs> in the middle of the smack. And so oh, Brother well. Osteen had it, had us get up and testify about right. that. And salvations and filling, infilling the Holy Spirit. And so we did. Bernie testified. We testified. And uh, right after we sat down, he had this other guy come up and testify. And that guy had a pretty heavy accent, you know, European accent, and and, and he said, he said, well, I cannot, I cannot give you miracles like Brother Bernie and Brother Terry, but I've got seven students at home, in my castle that I'm trained to be just like me. And I thought, dear God, we don't need any more like you, you know. We, and, and so, uh, Brother Osteen said, well, what do you need? He said, well, I need a printing press. I need, mm-hmm. I need to print gospel literature. Mm-hmm. So Brother Osteen said, okay, we're going to receive an offering for this gospel literature. Now, he ended up giving, I think Bernie and I, I think he gave us $250. And he gave this guy thousands of dollars plus the printing press. But anyway, um, he's taking up this offering. And I'm real happy because I don't have any money. Because I've already given in all the offerings. I don't have any money. So now I'm not conflicted. I'm not conflicted about giving to this guy because I wouldn't have given him anything. I didn't. I didn't. He turned me off, not on. And so I wouldn't have given him anything. I wouldn't have put any money in the offering. But I didn't have any money, so I, I had a, a clear conscience. And so Jackie and I are just standing there and enjoying the service. He has us all standing up, and he's taking an offering for this printing press. And I, I feel Jackie next to me. I feel her kind of doing like this, and I look over her, and she's just sobbing, crying. And I said, well, what's the matter, baby? And she said, she said I, think, I think God's telling me to give him my engagement ring. And I thought, oh, I'm not going to touch that. Boy, and I just turned around and looked straight on, you know, and I didn't say anything. And so in a few minutes, she's still just crying. I can feel her next to me, you know, and she's crying, sobbing. And so she tapped me, and I said, what is it? And she said, do you think it's God? Do you think God wants me to give my wedding ring, my engagement ring? And I said, well, I said, you know, it's not the devil. The devil doesn't want you to doesn't want that guy to have a printing press. And uh, she and so in a little bit, she said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to give my ring. And so I said, well, if you do, baby, if that's what you're going to do, I said, don't go down the center aisle. Don't let Brother Osteen see you because John would have made a big deal out of right, it. He loved yeah. us and he knew us. And right. he just said, oh, my, my, look here at this young missionary girl giving her engagement ring. What if this was your daughter in darkest Mexico? <laughs> that's the way John was, you know. And I said, just go down the side aisle. He just set it up great. Oh, yeah. I said, just go down the side aisle. And I said, just hand the ring to the missionary and right. come come sit down. Right. Nobody nobody but God will know. Right. We, and we prayed over it. And uh, and so she did. And I knew this was a big deal to her because she, she loved diamonds and never had them. But she loved them right. and loved that ring. But I tell you what, Renee, when she gave that away, it absolutely changed her life. It set her free. Yeah. She no longer had this this love or lust for, for diamonds. Right. And I mean, you know her. Diamonds came and went. They I sure mean, did. people gave her they diamonds sure 
all the rest of her Beautiful life. I, and I'd be in churches and people would come up and hand me a diamond ring or diamond jewelry and they'd say, take this and give it to your wife, Brother Terry. I'd say, oh, no, no, I could build a church in Mexico with this. I could build a church in <laughs> India with it. No, we want your wife to have this. We want just yeah. Sister Jackie to have this. No, and it wouldn't be because you're up taking up offerings or hinting oh, or no, saying no, no, anything. No. Just no. people just say, we want to give this to Jackie. Yeah, they would. Or they'd walk up to her and give them to exactly. her. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I saw diamonds come. I saw them go. I saw she gave them away and she got them and she gave them away and she got them. And she, but that just uh-huh. that one act, the planting that one seed, yeah. planting that one seed, not only freed her lifestyle up, right. freed her wants up, right. her, you know, but it, it changed her mind, her mindset, right. what we've been talking about, but it caused the harvest just to come the rest of her life. They're just diamonds and diamonds and diamonds and diamonds and diamonds and come and come and come. I and believe come. it. And I saw it. You know, the the amazing thing about all this. And she'd give them away. You know, we'd no, go she somewhere and away. she'd just give somebody a, a beautiful ring. I mean, I'd be with her and she'd hand somebody off something mm-hmm. and she'd, she'd just be so touched in her heart to want to bless that woman mm-hmm. with something like that. And and that's the mindset, Terry. It It is the 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 real living to give mindset mm-hmm. is compassion yeah it's mercy yeah, yeah. it's it's moving out of out of that mindset it's like it's like the, the one of the great questions of the bible you know you always say jesus answered with questions yeah. and he taught with questions he, he taught with questions there are and so answered questions many with questions. phenomenal great questions in the bible and one of those is is it in mark 9 where he says what what does it profit a man if he gain the whole world and Absolutely. lose his own soul? Oh. See, this is not the lust of the flesh. This is not getting to get. This is living to give. Living to give. And you just become. It's not a gimmick. It's, it's not a con. It's not yeah, a crook. No, it's not a no. cheat. You're actually living in order to bless somebody. You're here to be a blessing. Yeah. What shall it profit a man if he gained all of that? But he didn't know how to give. Exactly. I mean, that's that's the story exactly. you told out of Luke 12. Yeah, the rich what? man. The, the rich God man called him a fool. And called him a fool because all he thought to do with his money was just build bigger barns. Mm-hmm. Living to give is really becoming the pipe that God flows everything through. Absolutely. If God is love and his nature is abundance, then he wants to administrate all that in the earth through the church, mm-hmm. through the people Absolutely. of God. Absolutely. Well, then why don't we all just volunteer and say, okay, I'm in. Sure. <laughs> I volunteer sure. to be a pipe to sure. give. I want to live to give, to be a blessing to other people. In the meantime, God's not going to leave your life out here and, you know, in want sure. and in debt exactly. and in lack exactly. while he feeds the world through your pocketbook. Exactly. That's not the intelligence that we're looking at. No, no, no. We're talking about a God that is big enough to bless everybody. Sure. If there's over 8 billion people on this planet and they all stood up and gave their heart to Jesus today, yes. believed in their heart, confessed with their mouth, then God has the ability supernaturally, like yes, you've been talking course, about, to take care of everybody's needs. Yes, he does. I mean, either he does or he doesn't. Right, right. Either the word is true or it's not. Right. And that's why living to give but, has to become the nature of the church. Exactly, because living to give is the nature of God. He so right. loved the world he gave. That's right. That's right. Jesus so loved the world he gave. Paul so loved the world he gave. Peter right. so loved the world he gave. They all died for it. That's right. You know, you know God, God, if God asks you for something, Right. Sometimes you'll be in the church like Jackie's ring. Exactly. Well, God didn't ask her for that to take take something from her. Right. No. He asked her for that to add something to To her. her. So when God asks you for something, don't let it scare you. (laughs) 
That's right. If he says, hey, give your car That's away, right. give your house right. away, give your jacket away, give yeah. your ring away, give give a gun away, give a jewelry away, give a, yeah. a whatever. He's not asking you that to take it from you. No. He's looking for a way to get He's multiplying to get, resources back to you. get that seed in the ground so he yeah. can multiply it. Because that's his nature. And bless it back to that's you. That's his nature. So when he, he asks you for something, don't let it scare you. Let it excite you and say, if God's asking me for this, that means he's planning on a harvest. He's planning on giving me a harvest. He's, he's not doing this to hurt me. Mm-mm. He didn't come here to take something from me. So I tell people all the world, I didn't come to take something from you. I came to add something to you. Exactly. I, you know, I'm not here to take from you. I'm here to add to you. Well, just look at this one verse we, we were talking about again yesterday. Remember, what shall it profit a man? Yeah, last week. If he gain the whole world, but then lose his soul. Exactly. Well, giving is tied to the soul here, the the eternal soul right. and spirit of mm-hmm. a man. In First Timothy six nineteen, it says that when the rich is discharged them to do good, to be rich in good works, yes. to be liberal yeah. and generous of heart yeah. and liberal ready to share, ready, right. ready to share right. with others. Well, it's and liberal means being have, having liberality or liberality or, or, or giving or, or, or blessing. It doesn't mean a that's right. Political mindset of being a no. liberal. It, it just means you, oh, you're, so much it means higher you're, up on means the, you're generous. So much higher on the, up on the food chain. Than that. Well, you have to and explain then, that to people today. Yeah, <laughs> really, no joke. And this way, laying up for themselves the riches that endure forever. Yes, yes. And a good foundation for the future, yes. as Jesus promised, yep, yep, a hundredfold yep. return yep. in this life yep. and in the life That's to right. come. So you're when you're giving you're, you're that's planting Timothy seed chapter six. for your future. Mm-hmm. And it says, laying up a good foundation for the future so that they may grasp that which is life indeed. So it's a living to give life yes. that God's trying to get you. He wants you to have the living to give life yes, he does. and lifestyle. Yes, he does. And what is life? It's giving. Yes, it <laughs> it's is. serving. God is love. Love is giving. Yes. It's always How with God. It always that? comes down to if you want to psychoanalyze God, it's always seed time and harvest. Well, and that's what this is all about in here. Living Everything with God is seed time and harvest. And we're just so excited about it. I'm telling you, we know it's going to help you oh, because yeah. God says it will. Absolutely. No, it's <laughs> tremendous. Our time has gone again, Terry. And we have preached ourselves happy. One more time. And we are so thankful for the time that you've given us today. And we pray it's going to reap a great harvest in your life. And in the meantime, we say you are more More than than conquerors. conquerors. Bye-bye. Hello, everybody. Renee and I just want to remind you that the greatest miracle of all time and the only eternal miracle is salvation. So uh, let's just do that right now. Pray this prayer after me. Father God. I come before you today to accept Jesus. I believe in my heart Jesus is the Son of God. I call on you today according to your word. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Wash me in your blood. Make me a new creature. Thank you, Lord, for saving me, and I'll serve you the rest of my days in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer, the Bible says you're saved. You're born again. So write us, let us know, tell somebody that you prayed with Terry and Renee and that you gave your heart to Jesus. We love you. God bless you. 
Thank you for watching today. Renee and I always enjoy ministering to you. And one thing about the Word, it works. I've always said about the, our books and tapes and products that there's no theory back there. It's 54 years of third world missionary evangelism that I know for a fact works. You know, the COVID thing is about wrapped up, thank God, and uh, different restrictions are lifting around the world. And so uh, we're beginning to move out around the world again, which is what we've done for 54 years. And so uh, we want to invite you to partner with us, to hook up with us, to go around the world with us. You know, in our as far as teaching and training, we train missionaries, uh, we train pastors, uh, I've had pastors' conferences in country after country after country, which is something God spoke to me to do when I was just a teenager, to train ministers. And so we've done that. But we also have open-air crusades and different kind of crusades in different nations uh, with healings and miracles and salvations. So we want to invite you to be partners with us as we have partnered with other ministries all, really all of our lives. And we pray for our partners daily. We'll pray for you daily. So make it a consideration. Make it a prayer. See what the Holy Ghost says to you. And uh, we'd be glad to have you partner with us and go around the world with us. God bless you.